Episode 201. We hit 200 and then took a couple weeks off because we're lazy pieces of garbage. (laughs) But we're here now, damn it. That's all that matters. And by we, I mean just me. It's a solo man show today. Uh, Scotty is uh, out of the province, as a matter of fact. He flew out to Toronto today. Brando's working. Boris is in that hellhole that he calls home in Calgary. Uh, so here, here we are doing this thing all by my lonesome, but that's okay. That's it is what it is. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Obviously, over the past couple of weeks, some uh, pretty big things happened. We'll do that in a couple of minutes here. Um, as far as um, you'd think that I'd have had this planned out of here's what I can talk about in the what's new with you thing, but nothing. Um, Actually, you know what? I, I Myself and Brando joined our brother podcast in uh, the Talking Reckless podcast, the good brother Matthew Eads and Kevin Beyer. We were at uh, Kev's house last night. We played, for the first time ever, we played Dungeons & Dragons, which has, I think, an un, un, unrightly, if that's a word, a negative connotation to it. You assume super nerds hanging out in a basement and... Being super nerdy and doing super nerdy things, which is not not the case at all. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and I wasn't sure what to expect from it. I didn't know how much I would like it. I didn't know if I honestly, I didn't know if I'd like it at all because I think there's a certain level of commitment that you have to do in order to do it properly. However, I found myself within the first twenty to thirty minutes, immediate, completely immersed. As as uh, Matt Eads was the dungeon master, and he's kind of explaining things and. As we go, and, and as he sets out, he lays out this this picture, this this uh, word picture of where we are and stuff. You start imagining it in your head, and it was pretty good. And and we didn't die, even though I at one point accidentally shot Brando in the back with an arrow. Uh, but that that's just like when we play video games together. I do that to him all the time, so that's old news. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun, and I think I'd do it again. If you're thinking about doing it, I would highly recommend it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and didn't think that I would. I went into it with very low expectations, and uh, it surprised me. So that's something I did in the uh, in the more more recent past. Uh, something else I want to bring up as well um, with our brother station, our brother <laughs> man, brother podcast, brother station, brother me softly. You know the deal here. Uh, the Talking Reckless podcast is quite active. It's a it's a podcast about video games. By the way, if you're a video game fan, that's where you need to go. Check that out. We uh, give our opinion sometimes here, but we do not uh, have the expertise nor the uh, the knowledge really to pull off the stuff that they do. Uh, well, some of us do. Scotty's, Scotty knows what he's talking about, but usually I just play games and have fun with them. Um, they're doing a lot of streaming on their Twitch channel as well, uh, and I have, uh, I'm helping them out on Sundays doing uh, Sunday afternoon-ish. So if you're ever around on a Sunday... Uh, and you want to watch me get the shit scared out of me because right now I'm playing Alien Isolation. Uh, you can uh, you can do that. Uh, just go to their uh, it's well it's Twitch.tv/slash Talking Reckless Podcast. 
uh, or just follow them on Twitter at Talk Reckless Pod with just an R, and um, they uh, they'll have all the links and be tweeting stuff out through there as well. So uh, yeah, if, if you want to join us for that, uh, Brando's going to start streaming at some point as well. So um, yeah, enough about those idiots though. Let's talk about wrestling. I got nothing else really to talk about right now. What I do, uh, as far as my own life, I should say. What I do want to talk about is the event that happened last Friday, the Greatest Royal Rumble, which was not that at all. They failed to put something on the line. Even if they and I don't I don't think they did announce that title or the trophy before the show started. If they did, I apologize, but that's still not enough. Like it How can you call this the greatest Royal Rumble ever? When the prize for the not greatest Royal Rumble ever is significantly better than the greatest Royal Rumble ever. I could just throw it a title shot at, I don't know, fucking SummerSlam. I don't care. Do it at Backlash for all I care. There should have been that same stipulation as in all Royal Rumble matches for that. I just don't know why they did it. But anyways, we'll, we'll kind of go into this. It was weird. I didn't end up getting to watch this until actually Monday night. Brandon and I watched this Monday night. We thought we could do this and Rob. Boy, Boy, were we wrong on that. We got about halfway through this before we both kind of passed out. But um, I don't understand why it was done on a Friday. Um, it could be maybe like they, they aren't allowed to have events on the weekend there. Obviously, they've got some pretty fucked up rules over there because there was no women on this card and they weren't allowed to have women on this card at all. Um, so I don't know if, if that was the reason. If it wasn't and they just decided to do it on a Friday, that blows my mind because... I mean, Eastern, that's noon start time on a regular Friday. Not a holiday, just a regular Friday. Uh, for us in Mountain, that's 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's a five-hour show. So, like, I I don't start work until 3 o'clock, really. I usually get to work around noon. But I was planning on, okay, you know, I'll wake up. I'll watch three hours of this wrestling pay-per-view. And then I'll go to work a little bit an hour later than I usually do. Oh, wait. It's five fucking hours long. Why? Why? I don't, I just, I don't get it myself. But uh, the event kicked off with John Cena and Triple H. Um, Honestly, I think I spent most of this just kind of watching the crowd. Just because it's so different to see, uh, to see that the crowd look the way it did. And and I was watching for them and how they react and who they liked and who they didn't like. That sort of stuff. Um, Triple H got a massive, massive pop, which doesn't surprise me by any means. Um, and also it was the first match of the night, and you're starting with a big match like that. But um, John Cena came out as well. T- correct me if I'm wrong here. They had more goddamn pyro at this than they did at WrestleMania. I don't know if like pyro is just less expensive over there, if that's that's what the gimmick was. But they, uh, yeah, it seemed like there was significantly more. Both guys got a lot of pyro. Cena's went on for a long, long time. Which uh, was interesting. The match ended up going 15 minutes, 45 seconds. I didn't hate it. I, I, I've i seen this term thrown around a lot on social media and through talking to my buddies and stuff about this show. And I do kind of agree with it. It was essentially a glorified house show. So you're not getting a five-star classic out of these two. Um, but I, th- I thought it was okay. It, it didn't wow me, but it wasn't a complete snore fest either. It just, again, nothing was on the line. You didn't really build these matches up enough. Um, they they towed the line too much of, is this a house show or are we making this canon? Like, is this part of our regularly booked storylines? 
And it seemed like they kind of went, well, I don't know. We could do both a little bit and just kind of uh, whatever. Don't do that. That doesn't why, – why? Don't do that. It makes no sense because then me as a, as a person who's watching this, I don't know what is – what I'm supposed to know is part of regular storyline and what else is just kind of a, ah, we did this for the sake of doing it. Uh, obviously, I understand you want to put it on your network. You absolutely should because it's just more content. That only makes sense. But if it's not storyline, if it's not quote-unquote canon, don't – you know, have some storylines that actually did play out on TV and others that didn't. It just it, that bothered me, I think, the most about this. Uh, afterwards, uh, uh, Cena ended up winning that match. In case I didn't say that, fifteen forty-five. Cedric Alexander defended his cruiserweight championship against Kalisto in actually what was the best match of the night, which uh, I guess is a good look for the cruiserweights, but a uh, bad look for everybody else <laughs> on a show that probably should have done a lot better than that. Um, 10 minutes, 15 seconds for those guys. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy defeated Cesaro and Sheamus for uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, another one of these cases, and, and there was a couple on this card where they, like, it's, it's transparent as all hell. Obviously, Sheamus and Cesaro are not going to take those titles with them to SmackDown after they've already announced they're going to SmackDown. So then they would have two different tag titles on the same show. Like, it just, ah, why wouldn't you have two Raw teams up for grabs in this? Well, Hardy and Wyatt against, I don't know, Titus Worldwide. Then then at least there's a certain level of believability when I'm watching this match to, well, maybe they do put it on Worldwide. Instead of, well, it's obviously going to be Hardy and Wyatt, and it was, and not that I think that's the wrong idea. I'm just saying when I sit down to watch this mass match, my give-a-fuck meter goes through the ground because I I already can guarantee you I know who's going to win. I think that sucks a lot and uh, hurt this match more than it should have. Not that it was a great match. It was only 8 minutes and 50 seconds, but uh, I feel like that moment could have been bigger, I guess. Could have felt bigger if it wasn't as transparent as it was. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Jinder Mahal for the uh, retaining his United States Championship. This match only went 6 minutes and 10 seconds and featured one of one of the worst botches I have ever seen. And I'm not going to pin this on gender. I dare not hinder the gender. And honestly, I don't even think it's really his fault at all. Jeff goes up there to do his whisper in the wind and did not look back once. He climbed up that turnbuckle, said, shrugged his shoulders and said, fuck it, here we go, jumped with his back to the ring. Gender wasn't even standing up, never mind looking at him. And so he missed him by a country mile. Now, this is where it is Jinder's fault because Jinder kind of looks over as Jeff is hitting the mat and goes, oh, oh, oh no, and kind of falls over, and Jeff still goes to the cover. Like, they're boys, I, listen, I'm no professional wrestler, and I'm not trying to tell you what to do here, but there might have been a better way to handle that situation than to have Jinder just kind of, oh, you got me. Whoa, what a good... Whisper in the wind. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend you look that moment up uh, because it was outstanding. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers defeated the Usos to retain their tag team championship. Only five minutes again. I don't... Like, they, they've built the Usos up to be this tremendous tag team, one of the best they have in the company as far as I'm concerned, and that's on all facets. That's that's their promo work. That's their characters. That's also their in-ring work. And in their last two matches, after kind of building up this big deal, they've just had very quick matches and I think that 
at least with Harper, I'm still not sold with Rowan, but I think you can get a really good match out of these four, but maybe they're just saving it for not a glorified house show. That is entirely possible. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match. 15 minutes and 5 seconds. This match was actually okay, too. I didn't hate it. Um, but again, I wasn't really expecting a title change in this one. Uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura fought to a double countout in their WWE Championship match at 14 minutes, 25 seconds. Again, kind of just doing a dance to fill time because this match... Like, they're not going to really progress the storyline one way or another, whether it's Shinsuke wins or whether AJ beats him definitively until it's an actual pay-per-view, like a backlash tomorrow. So, um, kind of, I, I wasn't expecting a double count out, but I figured something would happen, whether Shinsuke gets DQ'd or maybe AJ gets DQ'd. You know, one of the two, but either way. Uh, Undertaker and Rusev in a casket match only went 9 minutes 40 seconds, but hey, that's like 6 minutes longer Seven minutes longer than Cena's match with Taker at WrestleMania was, so can't really complain there. I thought, actually, Undertaker looked okay. Um, Rusev got a pretty good rub here, I think, because he carried most of the match for the first part, at least. Um, although he never once even came close to putting Undertaker in the casket. They didn't even tease that he might win this match. They just kind of had him, you know, had a bit of offense, and then he put uh, both... Um, Rusev and English in the casket at the same time and closed it. So, Brock Lesnar and Ro uh, Roman Reigns in a cage match for the Universal Championship. Nine minutes, 15 seconds. Another very short match. This one surprised me. I thought for sure this was going to be the place that they flipped that title off, uh, off Brock to Roman. But again, that's twice in a row now. They've bamboozled me. Um, backlash could be the time they do it. Although at this point, I'm kind of wondering if they're ever going to do it. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this match, eh. more eh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then the uh, final or the main event was the 50 man Royal Rumble match, um, an hour and 17 minutes, 20 seconds long. I I was expecting more surprises, maybe maybe too many surprises. Um, I mean, you had Mark Henry. He, I mean, he wasn't a surprise, but he was booked. Uh, Hiroki Sumi. Which, uh, they made a big deal out of him. It took him longer to walk to the ring than he was in the ring. He was in there for 46 seconds, and Mark Henry eliminated him immediately. Um, so that was something. I don't know if this guy really is a big deal, or if he's just a big deal over there, or what, what the deal was with him. But um, he came out, did the job, and then left almost immediately. Hornswoggle showed up. That was okay. I didn't mind that. Um I love that Corey Graves was kind of Hornswoggle's guy, that he was defending his actions and, and he was his pick, and I thought that that was a good shtick to do. Uh, Tucker Knight, which, fuck, was I hoping for my boy Otis to show up in this too, uh, but he did not. It was just Tucker Knight, which is okay. I, I mean, I just, I got, man, man, Otis, Otis is going to do big things in this company. You mark my words. I said that a long time ago, and he, I'm telling you, He's going to do very, very big things. Rey Mysterio was in it as well. He looked great. Um, Roderick Strong had a very, very good showing, actually. I think he got, was it just one elimination? Well, that's what Wikipedia says. I thought it was more than that, but he looked really good. Uh, Randy Orton had one of the biggest pops of the night, which at first I was like, really? Randy Orton? But then you think about the RKO out of nowhere and, the, the, you know, the whole viral thing, and that's just that move has kind of transcended him 
almost at this point. So he got a massive, massive pop for that. Um, Dan Matha was in this as well from NXT. They, they were using a lot of big dudes. Baba Tunde was another guy from NXT, which when he came out, Michael Cole, now this Baba Tunde, you may know him from NXT. Nope. We have, we have never seen this man ever. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tweet us at Sapod, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think we've ever seen this guy on any television program at all. Um, but he's a big dude. That is a big, big boy. And he's got a really cool look. It kind of reminded actually, Brando pointed this out. It kind of reminded us of uh, Brodus Clay, but skinnier and probably better at what he does. Uh, who else is in there? Great Collie. That one wasn't really that big of a surprise. Uh, that man is like 47 years old and that big and still actually moved pretty good. He's not, I mean, he never moved great, but he uh, he didn't look horrible. Chris Jericho is 50, which I like that. It's kind of like the, the opposite of what he usually does, starting first, going the distance. Um, I like that. That was a good little thing. Uh, I think it ended up with Braun Strowman finally eliminating uh, Big Cass at the end. Daniel Bryan went an hour and 16 minutes and 16 seconds. He came in number one, uh, so he breaks Rey Mysterio's record, which, again, that's another another example of them. Well, this is a house show, and it doesn't really count. But these records, these records that are happening right here, Daniel Bryan is now the longest Royal Rumble in a single match ever. Okay, I, I don't know if I like that. If if this isn't like I get that a Royal Rumble is a Royal Rumble, but I don't know if statistically we should be. Taking these in, but that's what they're doing with it. So that's that's cool. Uh, yeah, Braun Strowman lasted 22 minutes, 14 seconds, had 13 eliminations, finally eliminating uh, Big Cass after Big Cass had eliminated Daniel Bryan. They brought a trophy out. They had the king. I don't know if he was the king. I don't remember what he was. But anyways, somebody came out uh, and was in the ring to present him with the trophy and this green WWE title looking belt uh, like the. Saudi Arabia color of green, I guess, which I thought was a weird, very weird thing to do. But, like, the trophy was enough. You didn't need to do a custom title. But, anyways, it was a very, very strange show. Uh, Rumor is that they're going to be returning for Survivor Series for the greatest Survivor Series ever. I don't know if I care about that, but I I, I get it. Like, I get why they want to expand and they want to go to these new markets and stuff. The women thing is weird, though. Because it's just so counteractive to what you've been doing for the last three years with, no, 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 the women are women. They're not divas, and they're just as valuable to us as the men are. I thought it was a very classy move of them to uh, still pay the women, even though they couldn't work. I thought that was a really cool move, but I don't know. It just seems a little little weird to be supporting or trying to get into a country that still has those beliefs like that. But that's a topic for another podcast. Um yeah, what did you guys think of the greatest Royal Rumble? I'm curious to see what you guys thought about it. You can uh, tweet us or email at sapod or sapod316.com. Okay, let's uh, let's slide on over to the news. And now. Turn it up. Spanish announced table news. I'm so, I think I got a sunburn today. What's the weather right now in Edmonton? 
uh, I was at work earlier today. We were outside. It was at a remote, which is when you're like live on location. Hey, we're down here at this block. Come down and get your blah, blah, blah. It was a used car dealership is what it was today. It's only 21, but I swear I got a sunburn today. I am quite as they come. All right. Uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple. I didn't really keep up with it all week, so I only got kind of the most latest news stories, but we'll roll through a couple here. Um, Jim Ross, in his latest edition of his podcast, responded negatively to a fan who accused him of being drunk or intoxicated during the greatest Royal Rumble event last Friday. He said, uh, quote, I got criticized on Twitter by some little gutless pissants that wanted to say JR looked either stoned or drunk. Uh, I can assure you that you don't get stoned or drunk when you visit Saudi Arabia unless you're really looking forward to meeting Omar at the prison. I ain't interested in that. So... He didn't quite like uh, being called drunk. I didn't watch the free show, so I don't really know what they're really referencing there. I mean, I'm, dude's got Bell's palsy. He kind of has a bit of a bit of a slur to begin with, so I don't. It's a low blow. Don't go after the legend like that. You're going to get eviscerated every single time. Don't be stupid. Uh, People magazine has revealed several details for the John Cena, Nikki Belly, Nikki Belly, Nikki Bella. Wedding that will not happen now that the couple is split up. Um, she was going to wear a dress inspired by Kate Middleton. Yes, the Kate Middleton. Um, Brie Bella was set to be the matron of honor. That's not surprising at all. I'm not going to lie. When I clicked this article, I thought it meant they're on screen. <laughs> they're on WWE wedding. I didn't realize that this is details for their real life wedding. And nobody really gives a fuck about that. So I'm just going to move on. I still think it's all a work. I'll tell you right now, I am fairly certain that it is all a work. It's all a total Bella's work, and it's going to get a big reveal at some point that, I don't know, something's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, there's no way that this is a real thing. It's wrestling. It like, Anyways, don't talk too much about a wedding. Uh, Corey Graves posted a message on his Instagram. Instagram. Uh, after their uh, trip to Saudi Arabia for the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Um, He wrote, um, quote, a drink to remember that no matter how bad we think we have it, at least our women have rights and we all have freedom of expression. Hashtag, if you get it, you get it. Um, And then there's been a couple of reports coming out saying that Graves got a little bit of heat for that, uh, that little comment. Uh, people backstage in the WWE, is according to uh, the Observer Newsletter, people backstage in the WWE who, while they understand his statements, believe they maybe should have been done in private. Uh, it also indicates that people backstage in WWE are saying that Graves is, quote, more replaceable than he thinks he is. Um, then there was another report that came out afterwards saying that... Um, Graves is a big part of WWE TV and is well-liked by almost everyone, so essentially squashing the rumors of his heat. So, I don't know. It's fucking backstage politics as usual. Also, in case you missed this news, Chris Jericho reappeared in uh, New Japan on Friday morning, I believe it was, or at least that's when it aired. Um, Really cool angle again. Man, this guy is... he, He knows how to pop the people. You can never take that away from him. He, uh kind of was ringside as uh, Naito was leaving the ring and giving high fives to the crowd. He was up on the ramp uh, wearing a mask and a hood and then proceeded to beat the shit out of him, got in the ring, struggled a little bit to get that mask off with his uh, with his long hair, which, by the way, 
I love that he's growing his hair out again. I always thought he looked stupid with short hair, but what do I know? Uh, and then, yeah, once he finally got that mask up and over his nose and his ponytail, uh, people went bananas, and, of course, it was all over the Internet. So uh, apparently he's got full uh, full creative control over what he does while he's over there. Like They're giving him essentially the keys to the uh, to the company. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and I know a lot of people are, were a little bummed when he didn't um, – when he didn't wasn't able to do that match, and it seemed like things that had ended for uh, Chris Jericho and New Japan Wrestling, that now he's back, and and it seems that this match is back on at some point in time. I don't know when it'll happen, but uh, it, eventually it'll happen. Uh, this one just actually just uh, breaking news on the Sat Pod. Uh, Alberto El Patron posted a video on social media revealing that he has officially become an American citizen. The video's in Spanish. Uh, but you can uh, you can find it on his uh, social media accounts. Took him ten years to gain citizenship, but he got a perfect score in his exam. So good for you, good for you. All right, uh, let's talk about Monday Night Raw from this week. Now get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation. Bell Centre in Montreal, Quebec. That's a uh, Bell Centre in Montreal, Quebec. In case you, in case you don't speak French, um, I'm not going to do the full usual breakdown of this because as a one-man show, I don't have people here to react. So I'm just going to kind of use the old WWE website and go uh, off their kind of bullet points and talk about what I liked, what I didn't like, that sort of thing. This is going to be a shorter podcast, as you probably already know, because you're listening to this and you can see. When it ended, so I don't need to tell you that yet. I'm still here doing that. Anyway, uh, Roman Reigns came out, talked about his match at the Greatest Royal Rumble, said that he's still getting screwed, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Elias defeated Bobby Roode via match stoppage. He uh, got a little banged up. Here, Let me read this from the WWE website. Last week, Elias beat Bobby Roode with some sly under-the-table trickery that you could that you could be forgiven for missing on first glance. Um, This week, he dropped the pretense and straight up stole a victory from the glorious one. I kind of like that feud. I think that's a good fit. Um, That being said, I feel like they're going to have a live win and they're just going to keep burying Bobby Roode, which does not make sense to me at all. Why is he still a goddamn babyface? Man, he was so good as a heel in NXT, and then you bring him up as his baby face, and he's got no direction, no definition to him at all. You, and you're just wondering, okay, well, why are you a good guy all of a sudden? And then I thought, well, maybe when they flip into Raw, then maybe, you know, you can have him really quickly. Nope. Sticking with the baby face Bobby. I don't get it. Authors of Pain defeated uh, <laughs> two local guys who came out second, got an interview backstage, got to make their own entrance, uh, Jean-Paul and Francois which was uh, tremendous. Uh, they got absolutely destroyed, but crowd loved them, and that's great. Uh, I should mention also in that first segment, um, they had uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both come out, obviously to huge, massive pops, um, crowd chanting, uh, saying things in French and on all sorts of stuff, obviously. And, and I love that they feel the need, the commentators feel the need to explain that. Well, 
listen, these these gentlemen here are from uh, they're from Quebec, you see. So that's why these people. Yeah, we get it. They're it's their hometown, and people cheer them. All all we were missing was fucking Jerry Lawler coming in out of nowhere. Oh, it's Bizarro World. Fuck off. Don't don't say that. Stop that joke. It's stupid. It was stupid when you first did it. It's still stupid now. Ruby Riot defeated Sasha Banks. Don't care. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Jinder Mahal. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, okay. I was just uh, more watching again for the crowd reaction for uh, the two uh, two local fellas. Uh, no Way Jose defeated Baron Corbin. That's a weird little program that they've got going there, but at least it's not just another luchador that Baron Corbin hates, I guess. Uh, Natalia defeated Mickey James. Um... Why can't I think of her name? Ronda Rousey. I was going to call her Beth Phoenix for some reason. Um, I felt bad for Natty because Natty also being Canadian, you'd think she would get a pretty big pop. And and she got a decent pop, but then Round, uh, R- Rousey came out still with Natalia's music and stuff. She got like didn't get her own entrance, but she got a m- much bigger pop, and I kind of felt bad for, for Natalia. But that's okay. She got the win here, uh, which is... <laughs> Out of the ordinary as far as somebody in their home country or hometown or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor had another tremendous match. Excuse me, another tremendous match uh, for the Intercontinental Championship in which Seth Rollins did defend the said title and uh, is still your IC champ. And that was uh, that was Monday Night Raw. Not, uh, not a lot, but eh, it was okay. I don't know. I'm just it's this it's this weird lull time. Where WrestleMania's happened and the weather's starting to get nice and the sun's up till late and I don't feel like coming and watching wrestling all the time for fucking eight hours a week and that's kind of why we didn't do a podcast the last couple of weeks. Although I was also busy at work, so it wasn't just a I don't give a fuck. I'm not there yet. I hope I'll never get there, but just just in case you're wondering, we're not completely abandoning or giving up on this podcast. Not. By a long shot. Okay, let's talk about SmackDown. Also in the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec. A uh, crowd just as hot for night two as they were for night one. I, I enjoy when they go to Montreal because it's it's they chant almost like the UK does for their soccer and they they have their weird little their own chants and stuff which which makes me happy. I love man we've said this a hundred times in this podcast. We'll say it a billion more. A hot crowd makes a show a hundred times better. That's why when they go to Corpus Christi you can almost guarantee that that whole show is gonna suck. Because those crowds are always horrendous. But I digress. Let's get to SmackDown here. Uh, Jeff Hardy was the guest during uh, Ms. TV, also featuring Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin. Um, man, you know what my number one takeaway from this segment was? Jeff Hardy needs to learn how to hold a goddamn belt. How long have you been in this business and you hold it like it's a child, like you're hugging your blankie? For God's sakes, man, throw the strap over your shoulder. Put it around your waist. Put it around your neck. I don't give a fuck. Don't hold it like that. God, that was pissing me off. And he he wouldn't change it. He held it like that for the whole time. It drove me bananas. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, they kind of are just continuing on to uh, the match that Jeff and Randy Orton are going to have. Um, which I saw some sort of stat about these two that they've had a match for, between the two of them, a match for every singles title. They're like, this will be the last singles title that they haven't had a match for. They've had WWE, they've had World Heavyweight, they've had um, the Intercontinental in the past, and now this is the U.S., which could be the first. I don't fully remember the stat, but there's something cool with this match coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, after that was uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy taking on The Miz and Shelton Benjamin. Um, Shelton Benjamin is, uh, listen, I'm not, he's getting work, which is fine by me because I've always been a big Shelton Benjamin fan, but I don't necessarily like how he's just kind of being thrown into these random things whenever they need a body. I want him to eventually get something, go somewhere. Um, even I'm like, I'm not expecting a WWE title by any means, but a mid-card title. Like, he should be in this picture at some point, which I guess by him being in this match, I guess he is. But, um, yeah, that's it. just something that kind of irked me a little bit as well. Big Cass, uh, <laughs> it says Big Cass went to new lows to make a mockery of Daniel Bryan. They announced that Daniel Bryan was uncleared uh, to wrestle because his chest got lit the fuck up in that Royal Rumble match. They were afraid that he might get a uh, chest infection, which may be kayfabe, maybe shoot, who knows, but... His chest was legitimately fucked up. If you uh, if you didn't see the the greatest Royal Rumble, just I'm sure if you did a Twitter search for Daniel Bryan chest, uh, it was you know you could see hand fingerprints and he was he had some internal bleeding on his arm. It looked like and stuff like he was he was pretty banged up. So it, it didn't surprise me that he wasn't here for this. What they did here was Big Cass brought out air quote Daniel Bryan. Uh, his music hit, and it was uh, a little person dressed up as Daniel Bryan who made his way to the ring. Um, I, listen, this is a very old school, I, I don't want to say attitude era, but kind of attitude era way of of tall guy makes fun of short guy, ha, 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 we all laugh sort of thing. But um, I thought Cass was really bad here. Like, it, his delivery sucked. He didn't really have much to say. It just kind of happened. It wasn't as impactful when he, because all, we all knew that he was going to destroy this little guy. But even then, he just booted him. Like, he didn't, he should have picked him up and slammed him a couple. Like, I was thinking he was going to kill this kid. I thought he was just going to beat the ever-loving shit out of him, but he didn't. He just kicked him once and then stood over him, walked on him a couple times. Crowd didn't care. Crowd was chanting uh, in French something along the lines of, we don't give a fuck when he was talking. Uh, he looked a little rattled too. Like I don't know what what went on here. I and mean, maybe he wasn't a big fan of the whole idea either. But it was just really awkward, and it just kind of happened, and then stopped, and there was no reaction really. And yeah, I thought this was a sloppy, sloppy segment. And that's not all on Cass either. I think like the booking of this segment was uh, a little a uh, little out there for me. Shinsuke Nakamura demanded a public apology from AJ Styles after AJ uh, hit him with a low blow. I am loving the Shinsuke heel character. I don't know how you can't love him right now. He is, it's incredible. And like on paper, you tell me this a year ago that Shinsuke is going to be a heel. It doesn't make sense, but he is, he's, he's killing it. He's, it's so good. I love it. I look forward to him every week. And I really, really like the new music from him. I mean, it's still essentially the same song, but I like the, that it has vocals to it. I, 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 I'm unsure, but I'm leaning towards not liking the cut to them plugging in their guitars into the amps and shit back. 
that that's a weird thing to do. That's I don't like that, but I do like the new music. I think it's uh, it's a really good fit. Uh, Xavier Woods defeated Sheamus in a singles match. Eh. Charlotte Flair, Oscar, and Becky Lynch defeated Carmella and the Iconics in uh, the main event. Also, kind of me, me. I do like the Iconics. Um, I think they're great, but I just yeah, whatever. As of right now, don't really give a fuck. Uh, all right, that is SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's do. Um, uh, that's okay. Well, we got a message from uh, Mike on Twitter. He didn't get a chance to email us, but he did message in uh, some questions here. Uh, at Mike underscore W underscore Simpson on Twitter. Didn't get a chance to email in, but some questions for you. Were you let down by greatest Royal Rumble ever? I barely thought it was passable. Rumble match sort of saved the card. Cruiserweight match was great, but the rest was rather lackluster. Cena Triple H was brutal. Uh, both were quite soft on one another. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that match. Like I said, I didn't really mind that match as much as I think some did. Um, I think it is all based on your expectations. Like, and th- and that's that's not. I'm not saying it's your well, it's your fault because you expected too much of it. No, it they they made this to be a big deal and then treated it like a house show. And I think that's where you go into this excited and then you come out going, well, that was fucking kind of shitty. That was pretty much just a, a house show with a decent Royal Rumble in it, but really not even that great of a Royal Rumble. That's another thing, too. I thought they'd stack up more guys. Because there's 50, I figured, oh, we might actually get, like, a full 25, 30 dudes in all at once just because. And then Strowman comes out and cleans town or something like that. But they, it was, yeah, like, really, really slow booking. Like, really quick exits. And, like, for 50 guys, man, they had Mark Henry come out, and he threw three guys out and was kind of in there by himself for a while. Just strange booking of it. Uh, do you also fear backlash is a throwaway pay-per-view since it's highly unlikely that any title will change brands and the interpromotional ones won't really mean anything? Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I think it does definitely suffer the same kind of kind of fate as the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, it, it, every time around the the brand split, the the superstar shakeup, the draft, whatever the fuck you want to call it, they do this every time where it's like, can't you just, okay, here's who we have going here. Who's who we have going here? Who has the title? How can we get it off? Instead of just, ah, fuck it, we'll figure it out. And then if they don't, then we'll just have this pay-per-view at the end of the month to, to have this cross. And I, I get that they're dual-branded pay-per-views moving forward. And trust me, I'm all on board for that because that's only one pay-per-view a month again as opposed to one every two weeks. That's fine with me. But it just... It, <sighs> We split the brands for a reason. Why are we doing already? Why are we doing interpromotional matches? It, that's, it's too soon. It's way too soon for that. It should not happen. Even if it is guys that have flipped and gone to a different brand and are fighting for the title that they lost. Whatever. I, I don't care. You had your match at the greatest Royal Rumble ever. That should be it. I don't know why we need to do more. But let's talk about that. Backlash is uh, tomorrow. Um, also, yeah, sapot 316 yahoocom if you do want to send an email in the future. Uh, let's, uh, we, well, we can okay, A, we don't, we can't do predictions anymore because Scotty destroyed the title belt. So we've got nothing to fight for. So until we can figure that out, um, yeah, we uh, we, we can't really do predictions. I mean, we could do predictions, but there's nothing on the line. So why would you want to? Why'd you want to fight for nothing, right? <coughs> Greatest Royal Rumble. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, pre-show match is Bailey versus Ruby Riot. Eh, that's a pre-show ass pre-show match, if you ask me. 
Uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley taking on Kevin Lo- Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, that's actually another thing from the Greatest Royal Rumble. Bobby Lashley damn near killed Big Cass. He tried to do his standing vertical suplex, hold him up thing, and almost murdered that man. God, it was close. I knew it was coming because I'd seen people tweet. I didn't spoil anything surprisingly, but I knew that he had almost, that it was a very close call, and I knew it was coming, and I knew that that was going to be the spot, and it still scared the shit out of me when I watched it, even with that knowledge of, oh, here we go. This is it. This is the moment. Terrifying. Terrifying moment. Uh, yeah, I think Bobby just bit off more than he can chew there. But I will say that he's looked really good since he's come back. Um, and fans seem to be taken to him, too. So that's a good thing. Daniel Bryan and Big Cass are going to have their singles match. I got to think Big Cass goes over in that. It's a tough one. But I'm, I'm going to, yeah, if I had to put money on it or if I was trying to win a title belt, uh, Big Cass would would be my pick on that. Um and then I would probably pick Lashley and Strowman in that other match. Uh, Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, probably Reigns. Reigns needs a win right now, for sure. So I would uh, think that's the way they're going with that. Uh, and then Joe can go to SmackDown and, and run his way through that. Uh, Carmella and Charlotte Flair, I don't think you take that title off Carmella this quick. So I feel like that's a little bit transparent as well, although they have surprised us in the past. Same thing with Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. You can't take that title off Nia that quick. She needs to uh, hang on to that for sure. Hardy and Randy Orton. You could make a case to flip it back to Orton, but again, Hardy has in the past sold a lot of merch. I don't know how he's doing right now, but he has in the past sold a lot of merch, and kids like him, ladies like him, dudes like like. He's over. The man is over. So I would lean that way with my pick. I think Hardy retains that one as well. Seth Rollins versus The Miz, as Mike pointed out earlier, um, it's a you can't have Miz take that title back over. I mean, if if the Jeff Hardy was match was with Jinder Mahal, and there was a chance that well, okay, if Jinder wins, then I guess then Miz could win, and then you flip the titles. But you, they didn't even do that, so it's like, well, obviously Seth Rollins is going to retain his title here. Never say never, but it is it seems to me a little transparent. Uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be your uh, main event. It is now a no-DQ match for the WWE Championship. Um, Man, I think this might be the one where we do get a title change. This might be the time where Shinsuke wins, although because he has been low-blowing so much on Styles that maybe Styles beats the ever-loving shit out of him with a chair or something and and pulls out the win. It's tough. I, I would like to see the title on Shinsuke. Like I said, I've been such a big fan of his heel work, and I would never have expected me to be saying those words. But um, I can also see AJ winning this. If I had to pick, I would probably pick Shinsuke, but I won't be surprised if AJ retains. So, uh, you know, when you really look at everything that I just broke down, no title changes potentially outside of the main event, which isn't a horrible thing. Um, and then, yeah, the, even the other ones are all pretty predictable as far as I'm concerned. I'm not. Overly excited about this pay-per-view. Uh, but I think once we get past it and then have our established brands and and hopefully don't do any more interpromotional shit, um, hopefully it pulls me back in and makes me give a little bit more of a fuck about it. So that is Backlash. That is tomorrow. Uh, and that is the Spanish Announce Table podcast in less than an hour. Killed it. Fucking killed it by myself today. Didn't really screw up too much. Um, hopefully, at least, hopefully it wasn't 
unbearably bad. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at SatPod. I'm at the Diesel Barris. Scotty is at ScottBox64. Brando is at Brando1990. At BB Boris is the PWA Hall of Famer. At PWA Wrestling CA. Uh, make sure you go to their website and check that out. They got uh, a bunch of new matches. And uh, I know Boris is working on uh, the anniversary show DVD as well. So that's going to be coming your way pretty quickly uh, as well. Follow our brother podcast at Talking Reckless Pod. I think, God, why do I always second guess myself? At Talk Reckless Podcast. Nope, just pod. <laughs> T-A-L-K-R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-P-O-D. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Sundays, Sunday afternoons, usually around 1 o'clock Mountain, so that's 3 o'clock Eastern time. Um, I'll be streaming on there doing uh, doing my thing. Uh, scary games for now, maybe a bit of Fortnite. I'm really getting into Fortnite lately. And I never thought I would. I hated that game when it first came out, but I've been really starting to get into it. So, uh, yeah, join me on there if you don't mind. Uh, get you primed up. Maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe I'll do a little backlash sim. I haven't played WWE in a while. I might do that. We might do a backlash sim tomorrow and uh, skip the scariness for the next week. But we'll get there when we get there. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hopefully backlash is, is not completely shitty. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the theme for backlash is champion. By Barnes Courtney. Barnes Courtney. God, that's a bad name. 27 years old from the United Kingdom. Hey, I would have thought he was country something. But anyways, uh, yeah, champion by Barnes Courtney. Uh, We'll probably be back, hopefully, with more people and a longer podcast next week. I know we kept you waiting for two weeks, and then this week only gave you uh, less than an hour. But we'll uh, we'll be back, hopefully, next week with uh, everyone in studio. And uh, we'll give you a full one. And until next time, keep holding your U.S. title like a fucking idiot. Woo! I've been on a long road With the devil right beside me Rising with the morning sun It's the hunger that drives me Oh, Lord, set my soul.